In this bulletin, the federal government coy over its plans for the future Stage 3 tax cuts. Media workers demand protections after another reporter's murder in Manila. And in sport, Indonesia holds a prayer vigil for the victims of last weekend's football stadium stampede. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, good afternoon, I'm Peggy Jackmillos. Federal Government Ministers are remaining coy about potential changes to Labor's tax policy following yesterday's announcement of a 0.25 percentage point increase to the interest rate by the Reserve Bank, jumping to 2.6 per cent. Treasurer Jim Chalmers told reporters on Tuesday that the government has not changed its position on the Stage 3 tax cuts but did not deny speculation that a shift was being discussed. Today, Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones says the Economic Expenditure Committee was meeting to talk about the policy and the budget, but he says they're not going to be swayed by media pressure. I'm not going to get caught up in silly games of rule in, rule out, no changes to our policy, but what we are going through right now is the challenge of framing a budget in incredibly difficult economic circumstances. Our decisions are not going to be made on the basis of the political obsessions around this place, but on the basis of what is in the best interest of Australian households and the interest of the economy. More than 5,000 properties across South Australia remain without power after a night of heavy rain and strong winds. SA Power Networks have reported more than 60 outages, mainly across metropolitan Adelaide, but also in the Barossa Valley. A number of roads are also closed in the wake of the storm. Authorities say they're dealing with fallen trees across a wide area, with the State Emergency Service handling close to 400 incidents this morning. Media groups in the Philippines are demanding protection after the murder of a radio journalist in Manila. 63-year-old announcer Percival Masaba was killed by two assailants at the gates of a residential compound in the La Pinas area of Manila a month after the fatal stabbing of radio reporter Ray Blanco in central Philippines. But at least 187 journalists have been killed in the past 35 years in the Philippines, including 32 in a single incident in 2009. Speaking at a press freedom rally, this spokesman for the National Union of Journalists says the brazen nature of the killing indicates how authorities have failed to protect journalists from harm. Under Amargo's administration, we were hoping that it could be a fresh start, uh, but this shows, uh, this attack shows um, that the same conditions that existed under Duterte uh, are still here, and this is a challenge for the new government to show that they do respect press freedom, that they understand the role of journalists, and that they will protect us uh, while we do our jobs. Angry customers have continued to hold up banks in Lebanon as withdrawal limits continue to be imposed to contain the country's financial meltdown. There have been five incidents at Lebanese banks so far this week, including a man armed with a pistol and a grenade storming a BLC bank branch to demand access to his $36,000 in savings. Security forces entered the bank and arrested the man, identified as Ali al-Saheli, before he could access the money. 
A company whose factory was devastated in flooding across northern New South Wales earlier this year has confirmed plans to rebuild their operations. Norgo CEO Michael Hampson says the company will rebuild its ice cream factory in Lismore using a $34 million grant from the state and federal governments as well as a second grant from the 2019 Regional Growth Fund that has remained untouched to date. Today's announcement follows the standing down of 170 employees of the factory in September. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese told reporters at the time that he understood the impact the decision would have, but was confident the company would bounce back with the $30 million already provided to them. I would hope that uh, Norco Norco, uh, look after Uh, their employees. I'll continue to uh, work with Premier Perrottet on these issues. I realise that uh, in the Northern Rivers has uh, suffered greatly, including uh, businesses, uh, but we have provided substantial support. To sport and hundreds of residents in Indonesia's Malang province have held a mass prayer vigil in memory of the victims of last week's football stampede. Participants at the memorial have prayed and lit candles for the dead and the injured in the yard of the Kanjuruhan Stadium, the death toll now standing at 131. 17-year-old Lilo Mubayadi says he was there to pay his respects. I am sad that it happened like this. As far as I know, there has never been tear gas shot in a match like this. In my opinion, the actions of the officers were brutal. Even though there were no problems in the stands, they didn't go to the pitch. But why were they still shot? And investigators are continuing their probe looking at the use of tear gas, which has been prohibited as a crowd control measure by World Soccer governing body FIFA and reports that at least three exits at the stadium were locked on Saturday night. That's the latest from the SBS newsroom.